0: this is the goat level podcast with your host the goat the legend the hero van pew this just in people are respecting the bird thanks for finally catching up because the bird is the word i'm telling you that no song no song but seriously though man we gonna be like that i got us winning the division Of course. Cowboys losing too many pieces. The Washington Commodores. Y'all can't be serious. They're mediocre at best. And the Giants are trash. Well, they might be mediocre at best as well. I I don't want to sleep on them too much because there's no telling what they can do. So, uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, they got a new coach and everything. That might get them... An extra few wins. But at the end of the day, you won't respect the bird because the takeover is coming. It took getting A.J. Brown for y'all to respect the bird. That is a shame. And then the really good draft, we had one of the best drafts. We had one of the best drafts this season, this offseason. Y'all in trouble. The only way this could be a bad draft is if these guys don't pan out and then one of the people we didn't draft ends up being amazing, like Hall of Fame talent or at least Pro Bowl talent, it's okay because I truly believe we made the right picks and y'all in trouble. I already believe in Jalen Hurst. That's the question mark everyone has is Jalen Hurst, but I believe in Jalen Hurst. I told you, man, he brought my team back from 28 to 3 you yeah, got to stop playing with this guy, man. He can do some amazing things. And he's putting in work. At least it seems like it on social media. But I, I truly believe he's putting in the work. And he'll be ready to play come this fall. I'm telling you, man. Y'all in trouble. Y'all in trouble. And people are starting to catch up. They see the off-season moves we made. And now they realize that this team is a threat. But... I mean, we were a threat last year. It just fell apart. I'm telling you, man, and we we don't even have to just run the ball this time. We can run it, we can pass it, and we can play defense. It is a rat. This division is ours. I love to see y'all say differently. Just stop the cat. It's not gonna happen. I don't believe in the Cowboys. The Cowboys is our biggest threat, obviously. I've been saying that for years. But I mean, of course, they ran through the division last year, but they're not going to do it this year, I promise. Washington Commanders, come on. Giants, come on. Stop. Just stop. The bird. (laughs) The bird. That's all I gonna say, the bird. Y'all not going to stop the bird. I'm telling you. (laughs) Oh, man. Now, let me quit talking about the bird and talk about the Nationals. The Nationals... All coaster, And this is facts. Bro, it's to the point now where I might have to make a cycle for the Nats. The 2022 Nats. Because this is getting ridiculous. Because, you know, they lose a bunch of games. And they come back. And then they have a random three-game winning streak. Then go back to losing a bunch of games. Then have another three-game winning streak. It just keeps going back and forth. At the end of the day, I still think they are trash. But it helps to beat the Rockies three out of four in D.C. When we're the worst home team in the league, and yet we just won a four-game series at home. I am mind-blown. But the Mets series, see, this is where I'm I'm just heated. Because... I went to New York. I finally got to go to a Mets Nationals game in New York. I've been to a bunch in D.C. Finally get to go to Queens and see what's up. The stadium isn't bad. It's not bad at all. I like the way it looks. It's dope. But, man. Oh, yeah. The train getting there had some delays. I'm like, I mean, I leave Metro and come to New York for more public transit problems what are we doing but that's besides the point i go on the road to follow the Nats, and they lose 10 to nothing Damn! we made mark kenya look like a hall of famer in this particular game see it, it was so bad i put him on my fantasy team mid-game i had to i was like he cooking us like this He's batting over 300. I might as well go ahead and put him on my team. And what happened the next day? He doesn't do anything. Just my luck. Just my luck. But in that game, he looked like a Hall of Famer. And I mean, he destroyed Corbin. Like, Corbin Corbin would get him into a full count, and I'm like, yes, we're going to get him. Next thing you know, he hits it right into the gap. I'm like, God. <laughs> and then Erasmo Ramirez, I was hyped because I was like, oh man, he got like a 2.5 ERA. That's not bad. That's not bad at oh, all. I think we're gonna be alright. This man gives up a few runs himself. I'm like, God, I'm out of here. I'm I'm gone. Thankfully, the Mets fans around me were a bunch of like, you know, half drunk college kids. I don't know if they were half drunk or not, but they, they weren't all that interested in the game. They were just, they were just sitting there chatting, having fun on their phones. Like they weren't really into the game. See, I'm, I'm more into the game on the road than I am at home, which is weird, but I I couldn't keep my eyes off it. You know, we started with Corbin and, you know, every other inning, He was just shaky. His ERA has like a six ERA, which is better than double digits these days. He he did get better. But, man, he sucked against the Mets. Once, uh, I think his name is Keitel Marte or is it Sterling Marte? It's Starling Marte. Starling Marte hit a two-run home run. He bat second in the Mets order, right? He hit a two-run home run. I was like, oh, boy, here we go. And every time it looked like we was going to shut the door. The Mets hit some hard-hitting, you know, grounder into the gap and we can't field it. Or Corbin gives up a run. And I'm just like, good Lord Jesus, man. You just couldn't catch a break in that game. I thank God I left because when I left, it was 8 nothing. It was a six inning. I knew we weren't coming back. I was like, no, we're not coming back. We're screwed. And then they come back the next game and lose 5-0. And then it took them six innings to score a run against the Reds after the Mets series. The first game of the Reds series, it took them six innings to score one run, and they lost that game 8-1. That has to be the worst segment of Nationals baseball we have seen this season. Dog, you went 30 straight innings, 30 straight. How do you go 30 straight innings without scoring? Trash. And you know that. But thankfully, joy comes in the morning. Because the Nationals reeled off three straight wins. Listen, after the Mets series, we wanted our hitting coach fired because... Juan Soto was looking pretty mid out here. He was looking pretty mid. He was looking pretty mid out there. So like he's supposed to be a superstar. He's supposed to be an all-star. He's supposed to be the face of the franchise. He's not supposed to be mid. But he came back. The second and third game of the Red series. Three home runs, man. Three home runs. And guess who we brought back? We brought back Luis Garcia. One of our top prospects from a few years ago. And he we called him up to the big leagues last year. He did okay. And then I guess he started this season in the minors. And we finally called him up. We've been wanting this forever because we suck. We need all the help we could get. And we brought him up. And he did great. Now, granted, it's against the Reds. Now, we all know the Reds. Started off with a ridiculously bad record, but they bounced back. They bounced back so well that they caught up to the Nationals in the standings. It, They caught up to the Nationals in the standings. I I knew they weren't going to be bad forever because, this, first of all, it's the major leagues. These are pro baseball players. They're not just going to sit there and be trash forever. It's a long season. So they battled back. They punished the Cubs. I was like, good Lord, they punished them. Punished the Cubs. I think they beat the Indians. So they they, they got some wins on, the, on their belt, you know. But the Nats, they turned it up. Hey, that last game was competitive. I think the last two games were pretty competitive. But the Nats came out on top. Bro, they let Lane Thomas. Lane Thomas pretty much... Like, he's like a six-man off the bench in our outfield. And you let Lane Thomas get three home runs in one game. Game over. Cincinnati Reds, your players, your fans, I want to thank you because you are trash. And you helped my Nationals get back on track. You help their confidence. Maybe now, maybe now they can start playing some baseball. But here's the problem. We've only beaten the Marlins one time, and we got to go play them in Miami. Oh, God, I, I think we're going to come back down to earth. Or maybe we'll quit playing and use what we did in Cincinnati and bring it to Miami. Man, I hope so, because the Marlins, God dang it, yeah, they're better than us this year, but they only they're only one place above us in standings. They not good, dog. They not that good, dog. Like come on, man. We got to get them. We got to get this. We're going to play the Phillies a bunch of times starting next week. Uh they're better than us. They got more fire fire than us. But, you know, we got to do it for Ryan Zimmerman. We got to win for Ryan Zimmerman. It's Ryan Zimmerman weekend. You know, that was part of my holiday pack. But ironically, I'm supposed to go see family in Philly that Saturday, and that was kind of a last-minute thing. Um, So I'm going to sell that ticket, at least I hope to sell that ticket, and I'll instead go to the game on the 17th. There's a doubleheader on the 17th. I'd much rather go to the earlier game. Just because, you know, it's rush hour, I can trust Metro a little bit more. But the second game has an Employee 11 t-shirt, and that, that was one of Ryan Zimmerman's nickname, nicknames. So they're giving out free shirts. I'm like, okay, I'm I'm about to pull up. I, it sounds good. I got to actually buy this ticket, but it, it, it sounds good, though. And so far looking at the weather for that day, uh nothing yet, but I'm sure it'll come up. Hopefully no rain in that forecast, because I'm I do not like rain delays in baseball. I've learned my lesson. I don't want to go through them. If it's a long delay, I will leave. I do not care. I'm just saying. <laughs> but yeah, the Nats are a roller coaster. You know, they get on my nerves, but I'm about to watch a bunch of games anyway. I'm about to go to this Phillies game. going to the Orioles game. I might be going to the... I'm definitely going to the Marlins 4th of July game. With or without Zach, we'll see. But I'm going to the game regardless. So it doesn't, doesn't matter. And also, I'm going to the Nats Phillies. I already bought my Nats Phillies ticket for August. And I think that's it. Oh, yeah, I got the Cubs ticket, which is right before that, I believe. Which is right after that, I believe. So, yeah, still buying tickets, still going to go to the games. And it's just (laughs) hopefully y'all win for me and not get smashed like you did against the Mets. All right, here we go. Let's take a look at my NHL playoff bracket. This is one of the things I did in Columbus. My last visit to Columbus, I sat there and filled out an NHL playoff bracket. And um, let's see. I had Colorado winning it all. I begrudgingly put Carolina in the championship, but they choked at home against the Rangers, who I said they got a hot goalie. And he's been hot. No, not hot as far as look. Stop. Stop. Your mind's in the gutter. I know it. But seriously, um, he's been pretty good all season. I was like, this is the playoffs. And sure enough, he got down 3-1 against Pittsburgh. They even went to overtime in game seven, and they still came up on top. They were punishing Carolina in New York, and then they punished them in game seven. And Carolina was basically looking like Phoenix against the Mavericks. Like, they got down 4 nothing. Like, they tried to fight at the end, but 4 nothing, third period, you're done. You're done. So they made the conference finals. And um, that right there, I don't know what's the update on that. I don't know. But last time I checked, last time I checked the... Rangers were up 2-0 because they were just as good at at home as Carolina. So that series is 2-1. The Lightning came back and won at home. I expect them to win again today, and that will be 2-2. I wanted to put Tampa Bay in the championship, but I was like, there's no way this team going to go to the championship three years in a row. No way. They might end up going three years in a row. But anyway, on the west side, Colorado in the championship. Listen, they swept the Nash they swept Nashville. That's I called that. They beat Saint Louis. Saint Louis beat Minnesota. I didn't know who was gonna win that. I just just picked Minnesota. Just in a whim. I didn't know anything about those teams. I had Calgary in seven over Dallas. Well, I had Calgary in six, but they ended up winning in seven. And I actually watched the end of that game and it was crazy. Um, they were one bad bounce away from losing to Dallas. And they got smoked by Edmonton. Edmonton, who barely beat the Kings. And me and Zach were split on Edmonton and the Kings. He chose the Kings. I chose Edmonton. I was like, Connor McDavid is just too good. Drazetti is just too good. And they were. And they were in the next series against Calgary. So I picked them. I just I, I went with them in the conference finals. And I had Colorado winning that. So, yeah, I was right about that. I didn't think it'd be a sweep, but I was right about that. It looks like I know more hockey than I thought I did. (laughs) Because I got three of the four conference finals right. Conference finals participants right. And I was one game away from getting all four. That's nuts. I don't even know that much about hockey. It just... (laughs) it just shows you the, the stuff that can happen when you don't try that hard I, i'm sure i'm sure mark manson and stoic people and other stoic people even though mark manson don't consider himself a stoic um i'm sure they would just love this <laughs> cuz i barely know i barely know anything about hockey and i almost got the whole final four right and I'll most likely get the champion right. You got to love it. You have got to love it. Uh I already talked about the bird getting respected because <laughs> <laughs> you got to love it. Uh, okay. Now I got to bring back the Sooner Schooner. Let me get a boomer. Sooner, you already know. You already know. OU baseball and OU softball are on one And I love it, man. This is my favorite time of year. Because for six years straight, OU softball has pretty much dominated. Now, 2016 was their worst team out of the bunch. I wasn't even sure they were going to make the Super Regional. Okay, maybe I, of course, well, maybe I, okay, I thought they were going to lose in the Super Region. They ran through all that. Then they win the title. They spanked Michigan, and I thought Michigan was going to win it all, either them or Florida. Florida chokes against Georgia, and then Michigan gets destroyed by us and another team. Little Sister Romero beat Big Sister Romero it, it was classic. I loved it. Then we did it again in 2017, Shay Knighton. Like that. 2018, bro, we had all-world pitching, and we choked. I was there. I watched it. We should have won that year. 2019, not, I don't think we had – we didn't have all-world pitching, but we but our offense was like that. Our all-world pitchers left, and we were still number one. Choked against UCLA because Rachel Garcia – was just the terminator she wasn't going to be stopped 2020 was COVID Josie was hurt we were probably screwed anyway so that gave them a lot of time to figure things out get bigger stronger faster get some new recruits in there and they had a dominant 2021 and now they have another dominant 2022 and had a 40 game winning streak Their only two losses was Oklahoma State and Texas, which is head-scratching. But when you see that Oklahoma State and Texas both made the semifinals, okay, maybe it's not a bad thing that we lost to them. I thought they were going to be flukes because usually they play us tough or they steal a game off us and they get in the um, women's college world series or the tournament and they get blasted. But no, this time Oklahoma State was a jet. I thought they were the second best team in the tournament. And they choked. The poke choked. (laughs) And that is no choke. For real, man. They choked. They beat Texas four times. Now, to be fair, the first three times were like one, two run difference. Okay. They still swept them, though. The championship? No, it was the semifinals. Big 12 semifinals. Oklahoma State beat them by five. I was like, surely they have this team number. And they showed a graphic. During the game That Oklahoma State has beaten Texas 10 out of the Last 11 times they played And I thought surely Oklahoma State was going to win This game against Texas And they did not They lost twice All you had to do was win one time Because Texas had already lost To the realists I mean the Sooners But um, <laughs> they it's double elimination You lose twice you're done Surely Oklahoma State could win one time against a team they have dominated the last few years. But they did not. Texas killed them the first game. Second game, Texas got down 5-0. And then Haley Docini just locked the door. They She just shut them down. And I don't know what was going on in the field with Oklahoma State and why Haley Busby Through that Aaron throw. I'm like, what in the world? They got the third least errors in the country, and they making dumb errors. This is crazy. I loved it. I was like, listen, I wish both of them could have lost and UCLA OU be the championship, but alas, that's not how it went. They had to face off to see who play OU, and OU, they lost to UCLA. And I'm not going to lie. I was shoot. I was not shoot. I was shook. I lost faith. Even though at the beginning of the game, I said, there's no way UCLA beat us twice. The first game, Maya Brady just, she looked like Tom against the Eagles. Like, she was destroying us. She had two home runs. It seemed like she was very aggressive at the plate. And that's why she struck out in between those two home runs. She was very aggressive at the plate. And if you look at Maya Brady, she looked just like Tom, she looked like a young black woman version of Tom Brady. Be, it's the eyes, man. It's the eyes. It's it's the eyes, and and maybe the nose, look just like him. That is definitely his niece, and she killed us. But the second game, none of them did anything. Megan Firmino, soon as she got back into the game, listen, they started the second game with the pitcher who closed out the first game. Three run home run off of her. Put in Megan Firmino. Jocelyn Alo bodied her. Who else you want to put in? It don't matter. 15-0. Whooping. Killed them. And we had to get them back for that 16-3 to loss in 2019. There was no Rachel Garcia to, to save them. And I knew Megan Firmino because she hits two. I was like, y'all trying to compare her to Rachel Garcia. She's not as good as Rachel Garcia. Everyone knows that. And it showed their in that second game. She's really good, and she might represent the USA in softball. Maybe, maybe not. But she wasn't messing with the realists. She wasn't messing with this Sooner team, and they just turned up. And I, I didn't believe Jocelyn Allo when she said to one of her teammates, like, oh, five innings, five. She said it in, like, a, a sassy, and she she said it in a sassy voice, she was moving her head in a sassy way. Five-inning, I was like, (laughs) I was like, okay, all right. It was a five-inning game. Can we just punish Texas, please? The problem I have is, it's not gonna be easy. Texas is unseated, but I promise you they were a top 25 team coming into this. But still, we have beat them four out of five, but this team just will not quit. Their ninth hitter was destroying Oklahoma State. Janae Jefferson is just unreal She's a zombie She does not die She will not go away She's been an All-American for a reason You will not get Janae Jefferson down Even the game we played against them The first time In the Women's College World Series She did nothing For like six innings In the seventh inning She her own run This girl is unbelievable And we gotta deal with her She's gonna keep her team in it regardless. Haley Dosini is like that. And she's a good Twitter follower, by the way. She's a good Twitter follow. You should follow her. Um, I can't do it. She's Texas, man. Maybe when she graduates, I'll follow Haley Dosini. But for now, no, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. So I'm looking forward to it. Red River Rivalry Championship. We gotta we gotta have this. We gotta have the I don't think I could live with losing to Texas in this big of stage. One of our most dominant teams ever. Listen, most runs in a women's college World Series game. Largest margin of victory in a women's college World Series game. I'm like, come on, man. Like, I mean, most runs in an NCAA tournament game. They just setting records all the time. They set a bunch of them last year. They set more this year. I didn't think it was possible. But this team is unbelievable. And for them to sit here and lose to their rivals twice? No, that cannot happen. We must annihilate this team. I know they are the hottest team, but we are the best team, and there's no beating the best. Texas is playing really well. They're playing really, really well. It's hard to hate this team. But it's Texas. It's the championship. We got to beat them. They're not going to let us live it down. I won't let myself live it down because that's just ridiculous. We we can't have this good a team and then lose to our rivals. That's, that's nonsense. We must destroy this team. Now, real quick, OU Baseball, congrats to them. They did it. Now, when I saw the bracket, I was like, Surely we can beat Florida. They're a 13th seed, and we were ranked 22 in the country, and we just won the Big 12 title. So honestly, we probably missed out on hosting a regional by, like, the slimmest of margins. So I'm like, yeah, we're pretty much a team that should be hosting a regional against Florida. This is this got to be an evenly matched thing, and it was. And sure enough, the last game it the the series with us went 3 like it went best of 3 it went to a game 7 it didn't make sense they didn't sound like it makes sense but but the last possible game you could have in a regional it went to that and it was a one point game with a rain delay and sure enough OU pulled it out you can't get any closer than that and they are playing Virginia Tech and I'm sick because Virginia Tech is only 4 hours away and you know if you follow me and you know me pretty well you know that i can't stand virginia tech sports programming on 106.7 the fan the only thing i want to hear from them is actual basketball and football games even that i'm kind of shaky about so i ain't trying to hear none of that extra stuff they be ruining my local sports programming and of course i'd rather hear the national cbs radio sports talk than those guys but that's my beef with them. But we're coming to Blacksburg. They're four hours away. I really, really want to go. But I don't think I can go because it's just, I just got too much stuff to do. I mean, on the 10th, I should be working, and I will work, Play playing basketball. Saturday, got football and would rather work. And then the 12th, I got kickball. So I'm like, nah, man. Maybe if, if the series get to the 13th, I have a little wiggle room there, and I can go to Blacksburg possibly. It, it's very short notice. We'll just see how the schedule shakes out. We'll see how the schedule shakes out, and maybe I can make this work. But it's, it's, not, it's not looking good whatsoever. I think it'd be best if I stay home and save my money. See, it's See, look at that. So, it's a Friday, so it's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday series. Sounds good. That's great. I'm trying to see. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. It's a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So, noon on Saturday actually is doable, but I have to back out of football. I'm not sure if I want to do that. To make a a trip to Virginia Tech, but stay tuned. I, I just might. I just might drop everything and go. We'll see. Uh, Sunday is definitely out because I have kickball. Friday afternoon is sort of possible, but I probably should stay and work. But you know, it's it's. We'll see. I I, I just might go to that sun, Saturday game at Virginia Tech is very, very tempting. And then I can come back the same day. It's just gas is expensive. It's, I, got, I got a lot of excuses, but I can make this happen. Stay tuned. It, might, it just might happen. We'll see. But congrats to OU Baseball. I'm very interested in checking them out at Virginia Tech. Uh, let's just see what happens, man. Uh okay, let's talk about some lizards, the Washington Lizards. So I just saw a SB Nation video about LeBron versus the Wizards. They did a they did a, a rewind about LeBron versus the Wizards in 06. and okay, I've only seen LeBron in person two times, Game Three. 06 versus the Wizards, the one where he hit this game winner where he pivoted in the lane. I swear he traveled, but he, I guess not because, you know, it's, it's been replayed over and over again. So, yeah, so I guess he didn't travel. He scored. Gilbert Arenas missed two free throws. I No, I'm mixing up the two games. Because that was game six. Game six, Gilbert Arenas missed two free throws, and Damon Jones hit a three to seal our fate. Both of these games happened at the then-called MCI Center. But, yeah, man, I remember that game, game three, where LeBron James hit that game-winning layup where he traveled. Um, (laughs) All I remember about that game was LeBron James just effortlessly scoring at will. We could not stop him. And I was playing these playing with these two teams on 2k last night or yesterday afternoon and i just couldn't stop lebron no matter how hard i tried, i tried to double him i tried to press up on him with Karan butler he still was scoring now i won that little scrimmage but still like that is just insane this dude is unreal this dude is unstoppable that's all i remember about that and and My YouTube comment on that video kind of went semi-viral. It got like 500, 600 likes because I was like us losing to the Cavs three straight years was a childhood memory of mine. I'm paraphrasing, but that's pretty much what I said, and it was. I never forget the Wizards just not being able to get over that hump of beating LeBron, but one of those years, Gilbert Arenas was hurt. The other years, the series went six. And the first time we played them in 06, some of them games were close. Like, they could have went either way. The Wizards could have easily won that series. But they did not because LeBron is the realist. It's a shame. But, you know, I'm going to play a full game of Wizards and Cavs. I would love to put it on Twitch, but let's be honest, nobody cares. Game over. So I'll just enjoy this by myself. But it's great memories, man. And speaking of the lizards, John Wall is a big part of the lizard cycle that I introduced last show. Um, and recently, a clip was played of Colin Cowherd on his show I'm not going to lie I'm a fan of the show I love it I love it mm-hmm. You know I love his takes For the most part I never agree with him about John Wall I never agree with him about Baker Mayfield And Joy is hot So <laughs> That's basically what I think about the show They And they have great guests They have great guests So Back to the point though so he's talking about Draymond. He's been praising Draymond a lot because Draymond, the Draymond Green show is the best show on Colin Cowher's podcast network. I mean, I think there's there's a show with to Tlaib or somebody, like some NFL players which is pretty good too. But that is clearly the best show, Draymond Green show. So he's been hyping him up a lot. So in the process of hyping up Draymond Green and the Warriors he sends shots at John Wall and Westbrook saying that they never made anyone better and the Wizards fans came out of the woodworks and even Becca you made Becca say something you didn't messed up Queen Becca had to get on you and it's true though it's, it's, it's true though like he did make Gortat better. He definitely made Otto Porter better. He, Yeah, he definitely made Gortat better. And even Gortat responded to the video and said that Wall made him better. Bradley Bill was made better by John Wall. Markeith Morris. Bro, them 2016 and 2017 teams had a legit shot at the Eastern Conference crown. We just couldn't get past LeBron. And you know that. Only LeBron could stand in our way. But we choked. We choked in 2017 against the Celtics. I, You can't sit there and tell me they were that much better than us. They just weren't. It went seven. Come on, man. We just, for some reason, couldn't stop Isaiah Thomas. You look at that roster. I'm like, how did we go seven with them? How did they... Win that many games. They were the number one seed. I, I just can't believe it. Bro, we should have beat them. I'm still mad. Still mad. But anyway, the John Wall sender, like, he's been really good and he made a lot of people better. He had eight to ten assists a season. And he, come on, man. He's just sleeping on John Wall. It's just Colin Cowherd. Send shots says John Wall. He don't really like John Wall as a basketball player. I can't say he don't dislike him as a person. That's I mean, obviously, that's not true. But he doesn't really like him as a basketball player. He don't like Westbrook as a basketball player. And he went in he went in on Westbrook again, even though same thing with Westbrook. He has made people around him better. Like, look what he did with the Wizards. We were going nowhere fast, and he got us to the playoffs. And Bradley Beal was out a chunk of games. He got us to the playoffs. OKC, he was like that. He He won an MVP. He had a bad season last year, true. He made the team worse last year. But usually Russell Westbrook is like that, and you would rather have him on your team. So I don't agree with the slander of John Wall and Russell Westbrook and of course with the John Wall slander came a lot of love and people giving him his flowers even though he hasn't really played in three years so I appreciate that because he deserves it he's an amazing player and I hope he gets back on his feet I hope someone puts him on the court I'm praying for his buyout in Houston and maybe he can come back Home to the to the lizards And we can and he can be that point guard That we're looking for And then we can put it all together If we can somehow Pull off John Wall Bradley Bill Kyle Kuzma uh, Porzingis Corey Kispert coming off the bench Bro it is a wrap It is a wrap We're at least Top five in the east I'm, I'm serious bro all we got to do is figure out how to play defense, and we might be in the semifinals. We might be in the semifinals. All we got to do is figure out how to play defense. Now, we're not going to beat Boston. We're not going to beat Milwaukee. We're not, we need another all-NBA player to do that, or at least have John Wall return to all-NBA form. not going to beat Milwaukee. We're not going to beat Brooklyn. We're not going to beat Boston. You're not going to beat Miami. And that's okay. Hell, we might upset one of them if we play to our absolute best and get the right point guard and have Bill Kuzma and Porzingis. I'm telling you, man, possibilities are endless, man. But I love that John Wall got his flowers. Anthony Edwards' top five, I mean, his starting five, all-time starting five lineup ever, in the NBA, he said Steph himself, Katie, Shaq, I'm missing somebody else. But basically, Michael Jordan wasn't on there. Like he put himself ahead of Kobe and Michael Jordan. I love the confidence because what is what else he's supposed to say? I love the confidence in itself. But at the end of the day, I was looking at the comments and people were saying, Bro, he's not even top ten shooting guard today, in today's NBA. And I was just thinking, so what shooting guards will we put ahead of him? Does Jalen Brown count as a shooting guard? I guess you can put him ahead of Anthony Edwards, but it won't take long for Anthony Edwards to surpass him. So for now, Jalen Brown's ahead of him. Bradley Bills ahead of him. Devin Booker's ahead of him. James Harden. Okay, second half of the season, Anthony Edwards was better than James Harden. But all time, he's, James Harden's better. <laughs> James Harden's still a better player. But the second half of the season, Anthony Edwards played better. Um, Who else? <laughs> Shoot. That might be it. <laughs> I'm trying to think, man, but I can't. I know he he's better than Buddy. He it took him one year to to pass Buddy. I, that just blows my mind. Um, I guess Anthony, okay, not Anthony Garland, but Darius Garland is like a he's a combo guard, but I don't think he counts. C.J. McCollum, he's about the same level as C.J. McCollum. I'll get he's better than Clay Thompson. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. Like Klay Thomas is inconsistent. Sure, he's the better defender, but overall, I think I would rather take Ant for real for real. I'm serious. Okay, alright, they're okay, they're they're about the same level. But Clay is inconsistent. But going forward, I'd rather have Anthony Edwards. So yeah, he's barely in the top ten of shooting guards. But mind you, this is only his second season. And he's already taken leaps forward and I love his confidence. And I love what he said about the warriors workout, how that made him better and changed his mindset to he got to work harder. He's got to change some things. He's got to work faster and that's helped him. I love it, man. I love it and I'm rooting for this kid. He is going to be a star. He's going to be in the all-star game next year, I promise. Now, okay, real quick. See, before the show, I did a little research about this Live Golf League. Now, this is a Saudi-based golf league. See, I got into this rabbit hole, and I just started finding out things. I'm like, wow, I am blown away. The Saudis are trying to take over the world. That's how I saw this. Because Live, see, here's why people have a problem with this Live Golf Tour. First of all, it's competition to the PGA. That's the main thing, and that's why that's the main reason why Phil Mickelson is playing here. Well, one, the money, and two, they wanna they wanna put pressure on PGA Tour to improve the Live Golf Tour. Less events, fewer rounds. They got teams. They got individuals. Uh, no cuts. Faster pace. Uh, smaller fields. But more money. Uh, the team championship at the end you know I think they draft teams every week and the tour bro the tour is in the U.S. they have they start out in London but they're going to Miami Portland Chicago and then they only have one event it's backed by the Saudi government which is hilarious but it makes sense when you dig deeper into the people who are funding this. It makes sense. But I'll get to that in a little bit. But, man, they only have one event in Saudi Arabia, and it's in – I can't pronounce the damn thing. I, I had it. I had it, but then I lost it. I don't know. I forgot what the dang place is called, but it's its one of the major cities in Saudi Arabia. But they're having something there. And they're going to end this thing in Miami. That is lit. That is what's up. It is so tempting to bet on because of the big names. And, you know, the shorter rounds. And no cuts. No cuts. That that kills me in daily fantasy sports. The cuts. That, that makes it enticing there. But they have regular season events. And they had the, the team championship at the end. But, um... It was started by Greg Norman, and it was invested by the Saudi Public Investment Fund, the PIF. I'm like, where do they get this money from? How did they do this? Bro, they have access. They have assets worth $600 billion. That is in that is absurd. No wonder why they can fund a whole golf league. They have a lot of influence. They listen. They have stock in EA Sports, Facebook, Disney. They just bought Newcastle United. They're in the Premier League. Bro, these guys are unreal. And this is all a part of their vision, their 2030 vision to to diversify their economy and basically modernize Saudi Arabia and make them a global power. That's basically what I got from them putting their hands in all these pots and investing in different U.S. corporations and European corporations. These guys, this was started in the 70s but they've really been making moves um, these last, like, 10 years. And especially these this last year or so. Like, that's crazy, man. They are in everything. That's why, you know, you heard them dealing with Donald Trump. I'm like, and they may have had, they may or may not had influence in the election. Of course. It makes sense. They got all this money and they're investing in everything. But the reason why there's such a problem with them, with anyone being associated with it, is because they have a long way to go. They have some ways to go, and they acknowledge this on these websites in human rights. Like, they're not kind of migrant workers. They're not, listen, they're women. Now, women, they're starting to allow them to own businesses and uh, work and not dress so conservatively. They're starting to loosen on that a bit, but it's still not completely there like it is in the U.S. And it's just and they killed Jamal Kasagi. And we still haven't gotten over that because he was speaking out against the Saudi government and they are really powerful cuz they got 600 billion dollars in investments and who knows how much other money they got I, I think a lot of that is from oil and that's another thing they're trying to do with buying all this stuff with with investing in all these things they're trying to they're trying to clean up their world image and they're trying to Move away from being reliant on oil. That's probably how they got all their money is oil, of course. But yeah, this this live thing. I don't know, man. It seems interesting. Uh, You know, the way they' going about golf in these tournaments is interesting. is a little different, and it's going to push the PGA to improve. Um, it, it's gonna be tough, man. It, it it's gonna be it's gonna be tough. We'll see how it goes. You know, they they got Dustin Johnson, they got Phil Mickelson, they got Kevin Na, they got Brooks Kepka's little brother, who is basically my age. Um, so okay, who else? They got Sergio Garcia. Jo- Sergio Garcia's openly spoke out against the PGA. There are some things that the PGA Tour has to work on. And this whole live golf tour drama has exposed that. And that's the whole reason this thing exists. You got big government. You got Greg Norman. You got a lot of money. They got involved with them. And boom, now PGA got a fight on their hands. I don't don't feel comfortable betting on it until Saudi Arabia figures out their human right problem I don't know if I really want to associate with that. I really don't, but it's here to stay for a little bit. A- at least for this year. We'll see how it goes after that and see if PGA responds correctly and makes the necessary necessary changes, but man, this is crazy. And I, it was it was an interesting research for sure. Before I get to the hypothetical game of the episode, Real quick about the Mystics So the Mystics Have come back down to earth They're slipping I said they're slipping Falling Can't get up Slipping Falling Can't get up Slipping Falling Gotta get up It's, it's a DMX song It's a DMX song Hopefully they don't <laughs> Hopefully I don't get flagged for that But listen They're 7-5 and five. Bruh They started out 5-1 and one. So that means they've lost four of their last six games. This is not good. I don't know what's going on. Well, let's start with this. Deladon plays in half of these games. They are low managing the hell out of Deladon. She didn't play in the last game against the Sky. We could have used her. We lost. We had her against the Liberty, and this is very head-scratching. We lost to the Liberty. The Liberty started off 1 and 7. They are trash. But I will be fair though. They haven't had Beniah Latney most of the season. That's one of their prominent the promising young players. But still we lost to them at home. And I was just looking at the game and it's like just a ton of dumb mistakes by the Mystics. The Liberty hit some very key shots. Uh, the Liberty hit some key shots. For whatever reason. Oh, Lord. Uh, <laughs> I'm on their website right now. And uh ad about them playing the sky. They're going to lose to the sky, let's be honest. But anyway, I, I, I cannot believe. And this was a Commissioner Cup game, dog. And we lost. What the heck? Anyway, we for whatever reason, we couldn't stop Natasha Howard down the stretch. She killed us. I don't understand. We took the lead late in the game. And, and for whatever reason, a bad possession here, a bad possession there, a missed shot here, And we lose the game. I just don't understand for the life of me how we have a two-point lead with less than a minute to go. And we choke. What? What? This is the Liberty. They ain't good. Sabrina Inescu, Natasha Howard, they like that. I'm not going to lie. And, and, you know, I mean, we have Don playing. Ariel Atkins look like she might be an all-star. Natasha Cloud is back. We supposed to be killing. I'm looking at this, man, and I'm looking at the bench. Oh, Kennedy Burke, five points, like. Oh, no, baby. What are you doing? Maisha um, <laughs> uh, Hans-Allen, four points. She was huge in the Aces game. I don't know what she's been doing lately. Elizabeth Williams, six points. Minus three, plus minus. You got to be kidding me. Shatori Walker Kimbrough, plus seven, two points. Bro, what? Man, Shakira Austin, six points, four rebounds minus four. Bro, what happened? What happened? I, I'm i just speechless. It's not like they shot that much worse than the Liberty. The Liberty shot 36%. Sabrina and Escu had 24. Uh, yeah, that'll do it. That's crazy. She bodied us. She had five threes. Bro, we should have won that game, I, especially with the lead late in game. We didn't play all that great. The Liberty did Open up some sort of a lead in the second half. But come on, man. And, and then also, Rebecca Allen hit a big three against us, and that was her only three of the game. And the way that play happened, I, I'm still in disbelief. It was just a simple screen by their center or whatever. She backed out, and she was wide open for three. How? How, how do we allow that to happen that late in the game? With all these veterans we got on the team. Unbelievable. We lost to the Sky twice. By nine points. Now we played him again tomorrow. I really want to go. But I'd rather play instead of watch. And I have a big game against Firm. Maybe I'm trying to beat them. That's my personal rival. in DC Frey. Gotta beat him. Gotta punish him. I have to fade the WNBA for this. I'm sorry. I got to. But man the Mystics. I'm worried. I'm getting worried. But at the end of the day, our veteran leadership and Deladon, I mean, when you got Deladon, anything's possible. And eventually we're going to stop low managing her and y'all going to be in trouble. She's going to be 100% and y'all going to be in big trouble. But for now, we're treading water. We didn't drop from first to fifth, but it's okay. The Las Vegas Aces is a blessing that we beat them, but we're gonna have to play them again in Las Vegas. Uh, the Sky is, a, is still a tough team. They got most of their team back in place. Connecticut's always gonna be a problem. Phoenix just might get Brittany Griner back. They suck right now, but if they get her back, that will that will be a jolt of energy that I'm very worried about. L. A. is decent, and they got they got my girls. They got Liz Cambage. They got Cheney Agumake. I like both of them. I really like both of them off the court, if you you know what I mean. So it's not going to be easy, but they can do it. They can do it. They just got to quit playing around. So now it's time for the return. Another return of the hypothetical game of the episode. In this hypothetical, we finally got Tom Brady versus LeBron in a hockey shootout. Both get five tries. If we tie after five tries, it's basically sudden death match. I guess sudden death mismatch. Like if LeBron misses and Brady makes, game is over. Brady misses, LeBron makes, game is over. But here we go. And we got Derek Jeter in the goal. Because I couldn't, I wanted to do Ilyoff, off, And I'm like, why put a pro goalie in this hypothetical? That wouldn't be fair. I mean, I know this is an unrealistic thing, an unrealistic exercise. But I don't want to make it that unrealistic. Good Lord. But, okay, Derek Jeter in the goal. I kind of want to put Liz Cambage there. But no, 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 no. We'll do Derek Jeter. So, Here we go. So here we go. We start off with Brady. He skates down the lane. He skates. He puts a move on Jeter. Tries to go top shelf, and he is denied. So now it's LeBron's turn. He skates a little bit, then takes a slap shot, and no no good. Then Brady comes back again. He skates. He's skating to Jeter, and... He slide. He slides the stick in the puck. Over. He makes. He makes Jeter slide. He tries to sneak it in behind Jeter, but he stops it. And that is two misses for Brady. LeBron comes back. And sure enough, gets it in between Jeter's glove and knee, right in there. Four goal, and he's up one. He's up one. So, Brady comes back. Brady then comes back with a wraparound shot around the goal, and he he scored. So, he he finally gets on the board. So, it's 1-1. So, then LeBron tries to do a similar move that Brady did at first. Tried to get Jeter to come out of the goal and go top shelf. It didn't work. So, boom. Then Brady comes back. Then Brady comes back Skates to Jeter Brady scored He did some goal right close to Jeter And he scored top shelf So he's up 2-1 So then LeBron Comes back Will not be denied Will not be denied And he shoots through the five hole Between Jeter's legs For a score It is 2-2 So here we go Brady Starts skating He skates to the left Comes back Spins And he gets it Right corner and now he is up 3-2. to two. LeBron has to answer or this is over. LeBron skate. Here he goes. He tries to shake Jeter. Plays with the stick a little bit. And then boom, he tries to go 5-hole and it is stopped. It is denied. And he loses. Brady wins 3-2. to two. And that is the hypothetical game of the episode and the end of the episode. So you already know that I'm out. Psych I lied. For everything Goat Level. I almost forgot. I almost forgot. Listen. It's never too late to get on a bandwagon. Returning up. Eventually, we're going to dominate. Because it's just in the spirit. It's in the principles. Must dominate. So, GoatLevelTees.com, man. So, you already know that I'm out. Peace. Peace. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Goat Level Podcast. Make sure you share, subscribe, and get money.